I'm Michael Foster, and you're listening to It's Good to Be a Man, the podcast where we are extending God's house and father rule by helping men to establish their own houses in strength, workmanship, and wisdom. In this episode, I am going to issue a challenge for the month of October. But first, uh, a few announcements. Uh, we are picking up our content. If you don't, if you haven't noticed, we're uh, putting out way more uh, episodes for the podcast, and that's going to continue. Right now, I've been doing a lot of uh, standalone sort of mini-sodes, uh, but we're going to have Nam back on here soon. He and I are working on a few uh, podcasts that will be the whole team together, and also we're going to be doing a lot of interviews. Uh, so we're going to be laying out a lot of new stuff for you as we close out this this fourth quarter. It was a challenging year for me as I switched jobs and location and all sorts of all you know all other excuses. But uh, we we've got a good flow figured out. So we're going to be uh, stepping up the the content production, and I thank you guys for sticking with us through this process. I also want to ask if you would go leave a review if you if you find this podcast helpful, go ahead and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you listen to. On iTunes, we're at about 70 uh, positive reviews right now. I'd love to get to 100. So if you do that and you leave one, just tell me, and I will send you a free It's Good to Be a Man magnet to do whatever you want with. Now, if you're outside of the country, it's going to be a little hard to do. So that's mostly for our U.S. listeners. We'll see what we can do for you non-U.S. people in the future. Now, so uh, what's the challenge? Well, I'm challenging you men to follow a very simple paradigm that will help develop godly and manly habits. Ryle says, and if you don't know who Ryle is, he's J.C. Ryle. He's one of those Puritan, kind of a late Puritan that has really influenced me. Ryle, Watson, these are uh, Baxter would be another one that I, I like to read. Uh, I like Ryle and Watson because they're real punchy, real accessible. And if you only read like a paragraph, you're going to have something you could take from it. So I highly recommend reading Ryle. But he's got this great quote from Thoughts for Young Men where he says, Habits are like stones rolling down hill. The further they roll, the faster and more ungovernable is their course. Habits like trees are strengthened by age. A boy may bend an oak when it's a sapling. A hundred men cannot root it up when it is a full-grown tree. A child can wade over the Thames River at the fountainhead. The largest ship in the world can float in it when it gets near the sea. So it is with habits. The older, the stronger. The longer they have held possession, the harder they will be to cast out. And that goes for good habits and bad habits. I mean, you're building habits right now. Everyone is. Whatever practices that you repeat day after day are becoming habitual. And so one key to being a man is developing godly habits, habits that are in line with the sex that God has blessed you with, that God assigned to you at your creation. And so how do we develop godly and manly habits? Well, there's a lot of ways to come at it, but I want to give you a really simple action-oriented paradigm. And it comes from 2 Timothy 2.22 that says, So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. I want you to notice that the whole thing's action-oriented. Flee. 
but also pursue. And these are things you've got to bring together, flee and pursue, and you do it with those that call on the Lord from a pure heart. So it's action-oriented, and it happens in a community. Let's break it down. So you want to be a man. So where in the world uh, do you start? Well, you have to get your, your frame right, your way of looking things, your worldview, the way of thinking. And you want to really internalize 2 Timothy 2.22. And the reason is that a Christian man must both flee and pursue. And flee seems unmanly at first. A man should stand and fight, right? But uh, there is a time to flee. It's a preventative strategy. Flee can also be translated shun or escape. And one of the best ways to fight obesity is to shun gluttony, right? Shun laziness. You can escape all sorts of common pitfalls by staying off the path that lead to them. And so it's godly to flee. This is part of repentance. We flee sin. Right here, it's saying flee youthful passions, right? Those lusts that are common among young men. And a good strategy to deal with them is, is fleeing. It's preventative, but pursuing is proactive. The Greek word means to earnestly endeavor to acquire. So you can't just say no. You've got to say yes. You can't, if you're running uh, from something, that means you should be running to something. You don't want to just flee from one ditch into another ditch. You want to actually know where you're running to. So taking action is key to maturing into a, a man. Right? Growing into a man requires effort because uh, it, it takes effort to acquire uh, both virtues and skills that are intrinsic to what it means to be a man. Hence, idleness and passivity are the enemies of masculine development. You got to kill them. You have to be action oriented. And personally, I found that books, ministries, speakers, pastors uh, tend to be all flee or all pursue. You know, just think of it in just kind of a rough, broad sense. All flee results in good men that are bad at being men. And all pursuit results in manly men that are morally compromised. So guys that are fleeing lust, well, that's great. It's good that you're, you're avoiding pornography. It's good that you are avoiding theft. But are, are you also pursuing how to aim your desires in a godly way, how, how to love a woman, how to romance a woman? I mean, can you, are you learning to be like Solomon in Song of Solomon? Uh, are you learning to be like the productive man described in Proverbs? So you can't just run from bad things. You've got to run towards good things. And a lot of times you see guys that uh, morally aren't very virtuous, right? They're just not good good guys. But they, they know how to get the woman. They know how to make money. They know how to gain influence. And those are actually really good things, right? He, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Uh, wealth is something that God gifts the hands of the diligent. And influence is really important. Don't you want to lead people? So those are good things. So you want to have ministries that uh, pair these things together, flee and pursue. And that's what we see in Scripture. Scripture always pairs them together. Uh, so what are some of the things that men should flee and pursue? Well, I would I would just say you find them all throughout Scripture, right? We obviously have what Paul lays out in 2 Timothy 2.22, uh, so you want to flee youthful lusts and pursue righteousness. And we find more specific examples of flee and pursue in Proverbs. So you flee foolishness, pursue wisdom. You flee immoral gangs of men and pursue wise counselors. 
You flee men that flatter you and pursue truth-tellers, even if it wounds you. You flee immoral women, and you pursue a godly helpmate. So you really should study Proverbs, brothers. I mean, you need to listen to the inspired wisdom of a father to a son. That that book is is a manual on masculinity. And anytime I bring that up on Twitter, people are like, oh, what, what, what's not for women? Well, wait a second. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 talks about the Titus 2 woman. That's for, for men as well. That's for men to know what a good woman looks like. That's for men to know how to choose a wife. That's for men to know how to exhort and encourage women to godliness. So in the same way that Titus 2 is for men, so is Proverbs for women. It shows women what a good man looks like, what a good husband should be. And there are obviously things that apply to all uh, in terms of being diligent and productive and, and seeking wisdom. And all those things obviously can apply to both sexes. But there can be no doubt that this book is uh, written from a king to his son. It's 30 chapters on how to be a wise, productive man that concludes with finding a godly wife in chapter 31. And so it's obviously a manual for men, and that's why you should give a special attention to it. But you really should study all the wisdom literature of Scripture. So these are the things that you really need to be integrated into your life. And the thing I want to challenge you with this month is to simply read a chapter of Proverbs every day and actually meditate on it. Let me give you a really simple set of questions that you can use to study and soak in Proverbs. So Proverbs is 31 chapters. October has, I think it has 31 days, right? Yeah, yeah, Halloween. So you got 31 days and you can get through the whole book of Proverbs, but it's not just about, I mean, reading a chapter of Proverbs is not not hard. It only takes a couple of minutes. So let's take it up to the next level and actually soak and meditate on it. So let's say you read Proverbs chapter one today. I would exhort you to do two things, meditate and pray in light of the passage you read. So, so that would be Proverbs one today. So as you read Proverbs chapter one, ask yourself three questions. What is one thing you need to flee? What is one thing you need to pursue? And how will you take action? So let me give you an example. So I, I read this this morning. I've been I've been reading Proverbs like this for like 20 years or more than that, 22 years. I read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Uh, so flee. Uh, look at verse 10. It says flee uh, these sort of uh, immoral men, these violent men. And so one one application would be flee the bad company. That can be flesh or blood or or even just stuff online. Uh, stop hanging out with friends that are ungodly. It's one thing if you're the one that's kind of in control and directing the the relationship, but these bad company will corrupt. And so that's true of real life friends, but also some of y'all are following folks on Twitter that you probably ought not. You're watching TV shows and reading and, and digesting things that are not helpful, that are encouraging you to, to be a scoffer, to be naive, to enjoy bloodshedding, to enjoy fornication. You need to flee that. Unfriend, unfollow, unplug. Those are some very simple actions. So what's someone you need to get out of your life? What's someone you need to stop falling? And what are some shows you need to not have at all? Pursue though. Nature abhors a vacuum. 
And so repentance is turning from something to to something. So you're fleeing bad company. Well, what should you do? Well, if you look in verse 20, you've got this whole wisdom calling out to the young and foolish. Come, you know, come and get instruction, knowledge. So pursue wisdom. You pursue wisdom lots of different ways. One, obviously, by studying God's word, but also having godly, wise officers in your life, pastors, you know, elders, deacons. Ask an older, wiser man that you want to be like, hey, can I get some of your time? Can we meet once a week or a couple times a month, and I can just walk through my my challenges and thoughts with you and, and get some wisdom? So always keep your eye out for men that are what you would like to be. That's why you want to have older people in your life, not just a bunch of peers. You need brothers, but you also need fathers. And keep an eye out for guys that are where you would like to be 10, 20 years from now. So also uh, follow some really good Twitter accounts or uh, get some good books and read them. So as you empty yourself as bad company, fill yourself up with good company. So that's, that's it. What's one thing you need to flee? What's one thing you need to pursue? How will you take action? It doesn't have to take very long. You read the chapter, you think uh, through it as you read it, and then write these things down and and do it, man. Now, you also need to pray. So praying in line of the passage, I, I would give you these questions. What is something about God you love and respect? Tell them. What is some sin you need to confess? Confess it. What are some things you are thankful for? Well, thank them. What are some areas where you have needs? Ask them. Prayer is action. God works through prayer. So let me give you an example, and I'll let you know that this uh, this whole scheme I'm using here for prayer really is just my application of ACTS. I don't know if you've learned this acronym, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. So what is something about God you love and respect? Well, as I read this chapter, you just see uh, how wise God is. God, God knows everything, and it's one reason we should fear him. He's all-knowing, He and he condescends and gives us his wisdom. God's ways are higher than our ways, but God shows us his ways through his prophets and, and ultimately through the revelation of Jesus. One way I would praise God and, and tell him how I love and respect him, to say, Father, you are all, all-knowing and wise, and thank him for it. What is some sin you need to confess? Well, as I read this, I thought about what you saw in verse 33, where those that are not pursuing wisdom are filled with the dread of evil. And so what happens is when you don't understand how the world's governed by God, that you're just fearful. So you're either going to fear God or fear everything else. And so one area I could confess is that I haven't been in your word as I ought to be. And that's why I'm fear- filled with fear with the dread of evil. So, Father, forgive me for not meditating and digesting and filling my life with your word. I mean, people watch what? Like 10, 20 hours of television? 15 minutes a day will get you through the whole Bible in in a year. And so no wonder that we're so anxious. No wonder that we're so wore down when we're not coming to to the well. So, that would be an example of a confession uh, taken from this passage. And then uh, what are some things uh, for which you are thankful? Well, I, I would thank God based on verse 8 where it says, listen to your father and mother. Even though I didn't come from a Christian family, I am thankful for my biological parents, but I'm especially thankful for the spiritual fathers and mothers who have loved me and filled me up with wisdom and instruction. So I praise God. God, thank you 
Father, thank you for the people you've put in my life that have helped me become wise. And then where are some areas where you have needs? Ask them. So what I what stuck out to me is that, that verse towards the end where it talks about the complacency of fools. And fools are just smug and self-satisfied and they think they know it all. And I've gone through a lot of life changes recently. So one prayer request I would have, an area for supplication, is that not just that God would give me more wisdom, but to give me wisdom in laying out uh, a plan, a kind of a one-year plan and a five-year plan for my family so I can direct my wife and my kids and and, and really know uh, how to manage my resources and time and relationship and all that stuff. So Lord, give me wisdom in, in laying down this vision for my family. So that's it, guys. Spend 31 days in the book of Proverbs using flee and pursue as a paradigm to think through your issues. It's not complicated, but you don't need complicated. What you need is habitual. You want to become that that oak that can't be moved in his godly habits. You don't want to be the sapling that's weak and easily twisted and broken in half. You want to be someone that stands the test of time. And God will bless you. God God blesses those that diligently seek him. Uh, let me know how it goes. Hit me up on Twitter, man. I'm going to throw out a hashtag, uh, 31 Days in Proverbs. Tag me with any of your thoughts as you as you follow this, if you're following along. And that would be really encouraging to me. And you'll see what I'm working through. And until next time, be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Oh,